Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Hello Chelsea supporters, welcome to the Blue Day podcast and for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a blue day. I am your host, the man with a face for podcasting, Keith Lawrence and as ever with me today is my comrade in arms, he is a Londoner living at large indoors up north, he's your friend of mine, it's Warren. Warren, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Keith, on this on this very chilly looking morning. Um, yep, stuck indoors, as you said, not allowed to go out anywhere, but such is life. Christmas is around the corner, and no matter what the results, it's always good to be a Chelsea fan. So, <laughs> Now, today's episode is going to be a bit different to what myself and Warren normally do. Uh, today, we are going to remember one of our own, Carl Wurzel O'Brien. Now, for those of you that caught the show last week on iTunes and YouTube, we did mention we would be paying tribute to Carl. For those of you that perhaps missed last week's show, you can still find it on our available platforms. Just to give you a background, Carl Wurzel O'Brien was a lifelong Chelsea fan. He was an ex-groundsman and an all-round top geezer. His life was unfortunately taken from him on the 23rd of December 2016 at the young age of 55. I personally would like to hand over this segment to my good friend and co-host who had the pleasure of knowing him and his wonderful family. Warren, over to you, my friend. Thank you very much, Keith, for that lovely intro. Um, As you said, we're... um we're both, well, we're both pretty nervous and excited about this. It's something that hasn't really left our minds or our consciousnesses since we decided to do it. Um, since I first got in touch with, um, James O'Brien, um, who is a, you know, a lifelong friend as all the O'Briens are to me and to all of the Chelsea and football community, really. Um, since I first got in touch with him with the idea of me and Keith had this idea of paying tribute to Cole and, um, like I said, we're both very nervous and excited about it. Um, 
I, just, I suppose I'd very much like to start by thanking the family themselves for allowing us to do this and being so helpful and being so, you know, accommodating with the whole thing. We've got some lovely messages from the family that we're going to read out and some we've got some recorded messages that we're going to be putting in there for his friends and family as well. So thank you so much to all of the O'Briens, his children, Laura and Joe, um, his brothers, Marcus, Jason, Johnny, his sister, Sam, you know, all of his friends and family have been so helpful during this whole thing and you know I know it's very very difficult for them to talk about and they've really made an effort so from the bottom of my heart from the bottom of Keith's heart and from you know the spirit that is the Blue Day podcast and the wider football family and the wider football community thank you very much to the O'Briens and this is just mine and Keith's little tribute to the great man and we hope it's as good as we're trying to make it. So, yeah, just as Keith said there, um, Cole's life was unfortunately taken from him in December 2016. Um, he was <clears throat> he was a big man in many, many ways. He, he, he had his the stature of his personality and his warmth and his laugh and his infectious smile was felt by everyone around him. He was a very, very... He was a very big man in stature physically as well. You know, he had his long grey hair... Um, when he got when he got older, he obviously turned a bit greyer, and he was a very tall man. Like I said, he was a very very warm man as well. You always knew when you was in a room with Cole. Um, <clears throat> I had the pleasure of living next door to him for a number of years when he lived with his uh, sister Sam down in Wallington, Surrey. There, which is a place that I'm very very proud to be from. Um, he was a postman then, so I didn't see him much because he got up at sort of half three in the morning. This is back in the day when postmen used to work hard and they used to deliver your mail, you know. Um, so he used to work quite, so I didn't see him very much. And he obviously spent most of his evenings down a pub or at Chelsea or whatever. Um, he was a lifelong Chelsea fan from, you know, he, from his, uh, from his earliest days. Um, his dad, Kevin, the silver fox, still going strong. Big up, Kevin. Um, obviously got him, him and all the boys into football. And that was his early days, really, you know, going to football and watching Chelsea sitting in the shed. Um, and eventually becoming groundsman at the club during the 70s as well. So had the honour of preparing the pitch and working for the great club that we all love and know and support so well and stuff. So he certainly had a very, very close bond to Chelsea Football Club, a closer bond than most fans could ever wish of having, you know. So he was very, very fortunate in that sense. But fortune usually favours the correct people. And he was, a, like I said, he was a very family orientated man always had time for his friends and his family which is sentiments that are echoed in all the messages that we've received at the blue day podcast from his family and friends we've had messages on twitter about him um, as soon as um on the show we announced it last week you know twitter we got messages there was a guy on there paul hicks thank you very very much paul hicks for your personal message saying that you knew him and what a great man he was we've had various other people saying yeah i know of this man i've seen this man's face before you know, I think it was everything you need to know about the man. The fact that when Chelsea played Hull in um, it was January 2017, wasn't it, Keith? You was That's actually right. you was actually at the game. We spoke about this. I was uh, there. Yes, yes. Um, I was there. In the 55th minute of that match, to mark his age when he unfortunately passed away, um, there was a minute's round of applause round the ground, and I know that a lot of his family were in attendance, and the, the Chelsea family that day was absolutely amazing. And I, I didn't have the the pleasure of being at the game that day, but I know that you were Keith, and I know that 
Well, I mean, tell me what you told me the other day. You said you, you, you had that sense of feeling around the ground of just there was a real togetherness and stuff. Well, there was a there was a real warmth about the whole minute when in the 55th minute, everyone, everyone stood up. Everybody stood up, gave the round of applause during the game. Some you know, one Carlo Bryan as well. Yes, that was you cool. know that that chant started. I yeah. believe it was in the even in the shed, and then Matthew Harding sort of stands, then took it upon themselves to chant it. And you know, at, at the time, I didn't know obviously the situation. I only found out afterwards when I got home <laughs> and I did the research about oh, who was this Carl? And yeah, it it sort of threw me a little bit with you know how tragic it was. And to have over 40,000 Chelsea fans doing that, it was... And, ev- and, and everyone at home as well on oh, Match of the yes, Day. Oh, yes, absolutely. Night, you know, Jonathan Pearce obviously announced it on during Match of the Day. They put it in the highlight programme, which was Well, there was the banners. Yeah, there I mean... banner as well. Which... Well, they've, they've, that, that's something else that we was... That's very good of you to mention there, Keith, because that's something else that we was going to mention as well. Obviously... Obviously, you, you can tell by what we've said already, not many, I mean, although everyone probably deserves it, not many people get the honour of having a round of applause during a match at Chelsea, it being announced on match of the day, uh, being an ex-groundsman at the club. Um, there's obviously the new flag that has been, the new banner that's been unveiled just a couple of years ago at Chelsea of um, all our past fans that, have, that are unfortunately no, no longer with us. Wurzel is, of course, on that. Wurzel has a plaque in the shed. Um, check out the thumbnail for this episode for that. You know, there's going to be pictures and there's going to be a little montage and stuff. We're going to do our best to try and put some stuff together. Neither me or Keith are, like, expert editors and stuff, so we're really going to try and do our best with it. So sort of bear with us on that one. We will but, do it justice. Yeah, yeah, we Definitely. will absolutely. We will we're absolutely going to... Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that, that that's just a, that's just a little sort of little bio of the man, as it were. I'm now going to sort of like move on a little bit more and tell you that, you know, as a lifelong Chelsea fan, he didn't just frequent Stamford Bridge um, during the 70s and the noughties and the 10s, so to speak, when we was brilliant. He was also, this is something that is in a message from his um, nephew, James, which I'm going to read out now. Um, he was Chelsea thick and thin. It didn't matter how we were playing, who was in the team, who the manager was, who the owner was, who should go, who should stay, who earns too much money. He turned up and he sung carefree every single week, home and away. Didn't matter whether it's Bristol City, Carlisle, Oldham, Old Trafford. Didn't matter whether it was away in Europe when we was having brilliant times winning the Champions League or other times when we'd been less successful in Europe and stuff. I mean, that was something that... Chelsea fans of his generation would say, oh, we're playing badly in Europe. We're in fucking Europe, you spoilt little bastard, right? And this is, he comes from that generation of Chelsea fan, and that would be his sentiment. His sentiment would be, okay, so we've just played crap in the cup final. The cup final. We didn't get knocked out in the third round by Grimsby. Do you know what I mean? Like, we was in the cup final. We had a day out at Wembley. We had a great piss-up. There was 40,000 Chelsea fans there. It was fucking brilliant. Yeah, we lost. Don't worry, we'll win it next year. That's that's that, that generation of football fan. And that's exactly what Wurzel was like. And I'm, that's exactly what the O'Briens are like when it comes to supporting Chelsea. Exactly what a lot of us are like. But unfortunately, not all of us are like these days. But um, I did get a message from James... Um, that he asked me to read out on the podcast, and with great honour, I'd like to read it out now. <clears throat> um, 
I'd like to thank Wall, which is me, Warren. Mm-hmm. My my nickname since I was very young has been Sausage Wall, so he calls me Wall. Um, <laughs> so I'd like to thank Walls and Keith for taking a bit of time on their show to discuss a topic very close to my heart, my uncle Cole. He was loved by many and hated by few. If you knew my uncle, you'd know he was a gentle giant to most, unless you were a Tottenham fan. And he didn't quite put Tottenham fan, he put a three-letter word. But I'm going <laughs> to go with Tottenham fan on this one, James. I'm sure you understand. <laughs> um, he was a gentle giant to most, unless you was a Tottenham fan, which I think most listeners would understand. Indeed we do, indeed we do. We shared many memories together, football and family related, but hands down my best times are with Wurzel, up the Chelsea. He knew how to fill up a room with, if it weren't with his size, but with his warmth. He was an honest man and an honest worker. He was never a rich man, but never left a man out at the bar. When I was younger, he gave up his stadium tour ticket so I could go, go with his son Joe on a, on a tour of the stadium, which was absolutely fantastic. Only being kids at the time, not knowing he was probably making the most of his time without having to look after his children and go to the pub. He took me to FA Cups, League Cups, Premierships, Champions Leagues, but he had a few years on me, so you can imagine what it was like when he had to visit the lovely places in Division 2. But like a phoenix, Chelsea rose out of the ashes and became... Oh, sorry. <clears throat> and and became and dominated England and the world. He travelled away to Europe, European matches and even flew to Asia on a pre-season tour to watch us, which we have the photo evidence of, don't we, now on the Blue yes, Day? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, he loved he, to follow Chelsea was his ultimate passion and to follow Chelsea all over the world he loved nothing more but even this had no match for the love that he had for his two children Laura and Joe two fantastic characters with as much wit as the old man he would and is very proud of them both I know that we will miss Cole but his spirit lives on in the family his friends and of course the bridge I love you Cole and we will always miss you I want to thank everyone again for all the love and support me and my family have received through such a shit time in our lives it will never be forgotten on a lighter note this was written before the West Ham match so could only assume that we smashed the scummy and then again he uses a P word (laughs) but I think we all know where he's going I wanted you to put it in but you decided I think you we all know. Where, I think we all know where he's going with that one. It begins with a P, um, and that even Lampard can stick the whole kit on a banging and a trick. Merry Christmas and a happy New Year to Blue fans all over land and sea. Thanks again, Wells and Keith. Keep up the great work on the pod, James O'Brien. Hashtag justice for Cole. So that was just a message that James sent over to me during the week. Thank you very, very much, James. I know that it's still a very raw topic. I know that the pain never truly goes away. I mean, we discussed that that you just... Time helps, but the pain never truly goes away. But we can we can honour him by living every day the way that he would have. And that's something else that me and James spoke about. So thank you very much for taking the time to write that, James. I know it's very difficult for you to write. Um, and it was, it was perfect. It was It was absolutely perfect. What you say about... If he didn't fill up a room with his size, he would with his warmth because he was a huge man. I mean, like you wouldn't. Don't get me wrong, gentle giant, but from a distance you'd avoid him. I tell you. But he. But then you'd see his big, his big Harry and the Henderson smile and his like and his soft warm eyes. And he was and he was an absolute. He he really was everything that James just described in that. And like he said, he flew away to Asia. He went to Japan to watch Chelsea on a pre-season tour and spent weeks over there. And 
met fans of Chelsea from Japan and was just loved and revered everywhere that he went, really. Um is that something that is that something that you've ever considered, Keith, doing? Going on a pre season tour like Cole used to all the way to the other side of the world? I mean that's some commitment, isn't it? Warren, I'd love to. It would be it would be an experience, not just to watch your team play abroad, but just the experience of going to another country and experiencing different cultures, but then yeah. on top of it, you're watching your beloved Chelsea. Well, he was very much he was very much like that, Cole. He was he was somebody who could speak to anybody. I mean he's I mean, a, a good listener, an avid listener of the show and a very, very good friend of mine and a very, very good friend of the Blue Day podcast is Boots, Steve Boots Humphreys down there, who obviously listens to our show and messages us quite regularly. He's been all over Chelsea with me. He was a very, very close personal friend of Wurzel and he was a huge metalhead, huge, huge metalhead. He was a huge Saxon fan, which would explain the intro music at the start for anyone that was a bit confused about that. Mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he... You know, culturally, he was he was pretty open. He got on with everyone all the time, and um, he was very very easy to get on with. You could just, you know, he loved his kids, he loved his family. That was always his priority as well. You know, he was a black cab driver, he was a postman, he had some of the most traditional jobs that you could ever imagine. You know, like I said, when he was a postman, when they actually used to deliver post and that. But um, another message, another message that we got Keith that I was. It's so grateful to get it was unbelievable to get this was again thank you to James for facilitating this but we got a message from um his daughter Laura um mm. and it reads and I'd like again I'd like to read this message out directly from her and again thank you so much Laura for taking time out of your day I I, I don't appreciate how difficult it is if if the truth be told because I've never been in this position so I don't appreciate how difficult it is but Thank you very, very, very much. And here's her message. Firstly, I would just like to thank the Blue Day podcast, both Warren and Keith, for our lovely, for the lovely tribute to our dad. Dad was truly special and unique, not just by appearance, but by his kindness, generosity and humour. We really appreciate the continued love and support from the Chelsea family and dad's friends. Chelsea always had a special part in dad's heart and supporting Chelsea home and away was his passion. The pain of losing dad is very real and part of our everyday life, but knowing the fond memories people have of him and how much he meant to others brings comfort to all. Rest in peace, Dad, and may we all get justice. Hashtag justice for Cole. And that was quite that was a, that was a tough thing to read for m- myself personally when I read it um, because it's very poignant and it's very very real. And like she says, that the pain of losing Dad is a very real part of everyday life. You know, and and it, and and it's not just his children. He's had that effect on so many people around him. Like I said, Steve Boots, who he, who is a very very good friend of him. I know that he's still. He won't mind me saying this. He regularly, you know, gets a bit emotional about Cole, especially this time of year. You know what it's like when you're all together and having a drink and you're thinking about people that are no longer with us. I know he's something that still affects people a lot. And this thing, hashtag justice for Cole, obviously, um, we're not going to go into any kind of details about like the situation or anything. Obviously, we've mentioned that his life was, you know, shockingly taken from him. Um, for any of you that would like to see the details, please look it up, do a bit of research. You know, there's plenty out there. And let's just say that justice has not been brought um, 
yet so that's what the hashtag justice for coal is about so i'd like people to maybe get that tweet in get that trend in you know try and build up put it back in the public spotlight where it deserves to be because it was such a short period of time ago like i said we're not going to talk about anything because um that's not the point of the show we want to celebrate cole's life and we want to talk about the happy memories and we want to read out the messages from you guys and what we'd like as well anybody that's listening to the show that knew cole Wurzel, as he was better known for his likeness to a certain <laughs> scarecrow. Um, <laughs> only man I know named after a sodding scarecrow. Absolutely brilliant. If that doesn't sum up the O'Briens, I don't know what does. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, I lost track a little bit there. Um, but, yeah, moving on to sort of like some more of the messages that we've got here. We've got another message from his sister, Sam, who I lived next door to for many, 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 many years and was like a second mum to me, really. And obviously, Cole lived there with her as well. Um, and she just put, in honour of my brother, Cole Wurzel O'Brien, he had blue blood in his veins. He was always Chelsea and Rangers, a blues brother, an old school blues brother. Always loved dearly, missed by all that knew him. Not not one day that goes by without thinking of him. Usually something funny that makes me laugh to myself. Carl, you will always be in my heart forever and will always be remembered. I love you, Sammy. So thank you very much for that, Sam. You sent me that message last night. I know that, again, something that's very difficult for you to talk about. So thank you very, very much for taking your time to send that message over. Me and Keith have honestly been so humbled by the reaction that we've had from mm. the family so far. Obviously, this is the first chance that anybody outside the family kind of has had a chance to listen to anything about it, apart from the people that obviously caught the show last week. But um, they've been so supportive and they've been so helpful with everything. It wouldn't have been possible without any of them. So, And that's, that's what I was going to say just before then. For those of you that are listening that knew Wurzel... Um, or that knew of him, or was at the whole game, or remember watching it on Match of the Day, please get in touch. For any of you that have a story about him, or knew him personally, or remember having a drink with him, please get in touch with us at the Blue Day Podcast, because what we would very much like to do is to be able to facilitate all the messages that come in and everything, being able to get them all together, and then get them over to the family, you know, especially especially over Christmas and the New Year time, you know, it's a very difficult year for everybody anyway. All the messages of love and support, anything that you can send in, any stories that, you know, they may or may not know or whatever, please send them in and we'd like to pass them on to the family personally to make sure that they get their messages at this time of year. Um, I know there was an awful lot of support and there was a big campaign and there was, you know, sit-ins and there was things outside Sutton Police Station and all the leaflets and everything. So we want to get it back in the public eye again and everything. So, But your messages of support will be... I know how much the family genuinely appreciate them. I know, I know that, like Laura said there, you know, the love and support that they've received from the Chelsea family, it makes it easier to remember him and the happy times. Mm. So um, we very much like to get everybody's opinions and stories and messages of support in that we can because um he he, he deserves it he really was uh, he really was a very very funny man you know he he really was a very loving and funny man i mean there's a there's a thing on youtube actually that um i'm going to get the link for it and i'm going to put it in the description of this 
episode, um, there's actually a video montage, a picture montage that's been put into a video on YouTube of Wurzel's funeral, and you can see how many people are there, and the fact that they had to close off roads and everything because there was just so many people outside the house down at the bottom of Wallerton there, just opposite the Rose and Crown it was. Um, and honestly, the sea of people, it was unbelievable. It was like, do you know what, Keith? I liken it a little bit to, you know, when like Reggie Cray died or someone like that and the streets were lined with people and all the rest of it because this like sort of figure in society, not a celebrity, not necessarily a famous person like that, but a figure within a certain community. That's what it was like for Wurzel. But it wasn't... People paying respect. It was just respect. It wasn't fear and it wasn't the fact that people just knew him and knew of him. It was just respect of somebody that had never had a bad word said about them. And like I said, it was the wider football community as well. There was people from all over there and I know they still get messages of support from all over the place and stuff. And there's people of other clubs up and down the country that knew him. You know, he was just one of them fans that people knew. He's a bit like... You know, you know the Pompey geezer with all the tattoos and all the big hat and blah, blah. It's like he wasn't quite as extreme as that. I mean, he looked just as mental, to be fair, hence Wurzel. But, like, he was one of them people. Like, remember the old boy that used to go to Newcastle in the 90s? He always, you know, there was an old, really old geezer who went to Newcastle flat in the cap. 90s. And he had flat cap and he was just one of them fans. that every, It was like the Sikhs with the turbans behind Alex Ferguson in the bottom of the... Um, stand all them years they had them season tickets all them years until the Glazers took over and then they decided oh actually no that's that's why they gave up that's in, that's uh, that's an interesting topic actually uh, mm. going well off topic but he was one of them fans that people just knew like you know it's just as soon as I said his name to you I mean you happened to be at the whole game but as soon as I said his name to you you was like yeah I've heard that name wait a minute right. He had the he had the round of applause I remember reading about this after the game so like even somebody that technically had like that th- 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 didn't know him and didn't know of him blah, blah blah you still knew him he was still connecting people he's still a mutual acquaintance between so many people and that's why he lives on that's why his spirit and that's why his memory lives on and that's why we wanted to do this show to you know get his name and get his face out to new people as well as the people that knew him because he can still connect you you'll be listening to this show if you didn't know who he was before this show you and you're a Chelsea fan or you're a member of the wider football community ask people will know him if you ask your friends do you ever remember a geezer called Carl Wurzel O'Brien I guarantee you won't have to ask more than two of them and they'll know him and they'll have something nice to say about the man and that's how his spirit lives on that's how his memory lives on and that's why it's important that we talk about it and that's why I'm so grateful for the family, for all their messages and everything. It is amazing. We've got another message that we're going to play. We're we're recording this now, and we have another recorded message that we're going to be recording later from another one of Wurzel's very, very close friends that's going to be going into the show. So we're, you know, we're pretty excited to get that in as well. But, um, yeah, just to say that, that that's how we keep his memory and his spirit alive and, you know... The family are obviously so great. They've said themselves that the memories that other people have of him are new memories for them as well, you know, so and it rekindles their memories. So, as promised earlier on, listeners, um, we have Steve Boots Humphreys on the show today, who is a very close personal friend of Wurzel and a close personal friend of the O'Briens and a, indeed a close personal friend of myself and indeed the, the, the Blue Day podcast. 
Uh, Boots, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming on. How are you today? Yeah, not bad, thanks. I've got home at 7 o'clock this morning from my mates yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, that is, uh, that's not even classic Boots. Getting in the next day is quite an achievement for Boots sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you've done quite well. Uh, something you had in common with Wurzel actually that you did uh, you liked you liked having a drink and you liked your music and stuff we're going to get on to that very very soon but um, yeah um, as you know Boots we're doing this special tribute of Carl Wurzel O'Brien I know that as I said that you was very very close to him you knew him very very well um, you know the family very very well um, and we've had some messages from Laura and James and Sam and various other people um, but we just wanted to get your message, really. We just wanted to just sort of give you the floor, so to speak, and let you tell us about Cole, because we've had messages from people and I've spoken about him and stuff, but just wanted a little personal touch from yourself. I mean, how did you meet Cole? When was the first time you yeah. met him? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I drank with him when I was young, uh, the Rangers Club in Carshilton. That mm. was the first time I met him, I think, you know. Uh, and obviously I used to drink with uh, Jason, Marcus, Sammy. Uh, later on, Johnny, at different times at the Rose and Crown. Yes, and, uh, which, I, is, which is where we met. Exactly, yeah, yeah. The, famous, the, the famous watering hole where we met, yes. Right. I mean, when I remember where I was walking in and I said, how do you know them? He goes, they're my brothers. I know them. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's all mental. But yeah, I used to go to the Rangers club. I used to always have a good chat with him. Uh, if he was always at a pub, I would always uh, leave my mates for like an hour you know, have a beer with Carl, go for a chat, and then obviously go back to my mate's artwork. We used to always uh, take a bit of time and, uh, yeah, just always have a good old chat, see how we both were. Yeah, he was always, he was always so welcoming, like, you know. Yeah, he was he was a big man. I've said on the, on the show earlier on, Steve, that he was a big man, not only in his physical presence, but in his, in his, in his personality and his character and his, like you say, a big heart, his love for his friends and his family and indeed Chelsea it was always, it was always evident, wasn't it? That's correct, yeah. I mean, he's just such a gentle giant, you know. Mm. One of the nicest people you'll ever meet. If I could be half the man he was, you know what I mean? I've done well. <laughs> yeah, do you know what, Steve? You are, you're more than half the man he is, but I totally agree that if anyone's half the man of Wurzel, they're doing all right. But mm. um, that is a term that we've heard a lot today, gentle giant. That yeah. is a, uh, that's a term that pretty much everyone describes him as because... He really, really was. But, I mean, tell us a bit more about him. Did you ever go to Chelsea with him? Did you ever... I never actually went to a match with him, no. I used to see him like afterwards, every now and then, or before games, or watch the football in the pub with him. But mm. I never actually went, went to him actually on match. Obviously, I went to the whole match with the uh, the 55th minute applause and all yes. that. Yes. I mean, mate, Haggis sorted me out a ticket for that. I was going up there anyway, you know, and I could yeah. sort me out a ticket for that. It's one of the last games I went to, really, at home. I've only been to a couple since, I think, at home. Yeah, I think I sorted you out a couple of home tickets, haven't I? Southampton, maybe. Yeah, I think that was the last one I went to with your man, Southampton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we've been about since. I mean, obviously, we didn't get about quite as much as Carl. Obviously, uh, no. he went well. He went all the way to Japan, following us on a pre-season tour. Something else that we've mentioned in the show. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? Oh no, it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, brilliant. To think, to think I've never that you've been felt... Chelsea, never. Oh, unfortunate, unfortunate enough that I have been, but I mean, not quite as often as Carl. Obviously, I mean, I know that he was there all the way through the Cup Winners' Cup run in '95 and stuff. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, the one thing that you did very... I mean, you had a lot in common with Wurzel, obviously, um, as as we all did, as football fans and just as family people and as human beings. But I know there was something quite special that you and him had in common, being your 
love and taste of music in being heavy metal, you know, and various other forms of that, but metal essentially. And I know that there was one band in particular that we've um, we've played a little bit of intro music at the start of today um, to in, as an intro to the show. But obviously, Saxon was a big thing that you had in common with him. I know that yep. once wasn't there wasn't there a time that Chelsea were something happened. Chelsea were playing and Saxon were playing or something. Oh yeah, last time I saw Wurzel, obviously not knowing it would be the last time, uh, obviously yeah. it was at Saxon. Uh, I went to a sports bar on my own and watched us beat Everton 5-0. And nice. then obviously I bump into Carl at the gig, and then obviously he takes me down to the front bar, so he says obviously stay with me for the night. And I used to always stay with him at the Saxon gigs as well, like, you know, if I see him. Yeah, so, yeah. It happened a few times, man, so it was always cool, because I, I always go on with gigs, I go loads of gigs on my own. And uh, yeah. no, I always bump into people that I know, and uh, it's just a shame, obviously, obviously the circumstances that happened afterwards, you know. Well, of course, it's yeah. Just, I mean, it's like sad, you know. It's um. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah of, of course, boots. I think that um, I mean, we we we've spoken before. Um, not just even not even just a drunken conversation, just a normal conversation. You know, it's turned to words or one way or another. I mean, I was saying earlier on that he was. He was known by so many people, not just Chelsea fans, but just football fans around the country. His face yeah. was known, you know, people recognised his face. And I think it's what you're saying there is another thing that you had in common with um, Wurzel was for people that don't know Boots, and for those of you that don't know him, you should do, but for those of you that don't know Boots, Boots is happy to go out on his own and just meet people. He's a very, very sociable person, and that's something that Wurzel was as well. You could yeah. you could walk up to Wurzel, having never met him in your life at a bar, and just go, you're all right, mate, how you going? And he would absolutely treat you and talk to you like he had known you all his life. How you going, mate? I'm cold. Nice to meet you, mate. People call me Wurzel. Like, do you know what I mean? That's, and he would just... And it happened. If somebody wanted to have a cry on his shoulder or just... You know, have a chat about the football or whatever, and yeah. you know, yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know you. And that's something <laughs> that you and Words are very much had in common. You know, you and you're very, very similar to Cold in a lot of ways, but it's not just your, you know, your metal and your football and stuff, but also your personality. And I think that yeah, Words has well, Words has that it had that effect on people, didn't it? He changed yeah. people around it, didn't he? Because obviously, everyone misses him. You know, it's just, just and it's just. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's just difficult to say, it, you know. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, at this stage, Stephen, obviously, well, boots rather. There was a few messages from um, the family, obviously, like I mentioned, that were sent over, and they absolutely just, you know, confirmed your sentiments and said like the same things about him. It's amazing how consistent the yeah. messages are from people, and. Um, as I've mentioned on the show, and as I'm going to mention to Steve now, we're trying to get the hashtag trending again. Justice for Cole. Obviously, it's been it's been four years now, and they said that it's a the struggle is real and the pain is real every single day of their lives. But the message the messages of support they get from um, friends and family and the the football community and the wider community beyond that is very very helpful. And I know that boots. It's it's a comfort to you sometimes reading messages of support and messages of love and you know I mean it's it's all we can do isn't it because it yeah. is still it's, it's very raw it doesn't feel like four years ago no, does it not at all not at all I can't believe it. that's what I mentioned to Sammy on the Facebook comment I said I can't believe it's four years already it's mental yeah it, <laughs> I said it's been a couple of years when I've seen, since I last saw Laura I think you know so. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously she was she was obviously very very busy. I know you mentioned earlier, boots, that you'd done the like the leaflet drive outside Sutton Police Station a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, obviously you went to the flag unveiling uh, up at Chelsea a couple of years ago with Wurzel's name on the big flag and everything, and obviously his name's in the in the shed now, um, so he can, you know, he now li- he now lives in the shed, which is a place where only legends live in it. So definitely, you know, and we I know that every time that I visit Chelsea and I go into the shed, I always make sure I go up and have a drink with him. You know, just for a couple of minutes and say cheers, mate. Nice one, you know. So yeah, I'm ready. Shed, I'm always riding lower. But when I'm in the shed, I always go and have a look at that. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's very, it's very telling the way that the club have dealt with it, putting his name in the shed, and the way that the fans um, up and down the country have reacted by having him on like the fans on a list and like all these other things and the the applause in the 55th minute against Hull. Obviously, you was fortunate enough to be there. Keith was obviously yeah, hairs on the back of my neck. It does. Even when I watched it, I watched it the other day. Obviously, I was doing a little bit of research into the podcast and sort of making my notes and stuff and getting ready for it. And I watched that as a way of sort of capturing the emotion of the moment. And it was like oh, I had me broken down in tears. It was. Yeah. It's an amazing thing, but yeah, I mean, thank you very much for sharing. You know, a little bit of your story about you know how you met him and everything and thank you for yeah yeah thank you very much we did it was something that i mentioned to keith about doing on the podcast a few weeks ago and because it was so close to his anniversary as well obviously it's in a couple of days from when we recalled this um and it being so sorry boots i was at the hospital as well when i so i went down Uh, there well yeah you was that was it you was was in the room you was in the room a few moments before he actually passed wasn't you I'm not sure, yeah, I mean, they, they rushed in, and obviously we had to leave, but I mean, because I saw Marcus the night before, uh, after I got my Saxon S tattooed as well, a part of my sleeve, because that's in tribute to Wurzel as well, so. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was an honour, you know what I mean, that they said, like, it's family only, but they allowed for me to go in and see him one more time, so. Well, I, I that. really appreciate that, and I've missed, I've missed the whole family, I'd love, love to see him soon, but obviously we've got all this COVID bullcrap, and. To make everything a bit harder, it's, as, it's, it's very, very difficult at the minute, especially with the new announcements and stuff. But yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know, 2021 is going to be a bit more of a positive year, and hopefully, you know, we can all get well. It's going to be the five year anniversary next year, maybe. Who knows yeah. what's going to happen next year? Maybe, hopefully, with the help of the podcast, it's going to get his name and face, keep it in the public eye a little bit. And yeah. like I said, we'll get this justice for coal hashtag justice for cold trending again and we'll get it out to as many people as possible and i think that your kind and poignant words and memories are certainly going to help with that boot so thank you know thank you so much from myself myself and keith the blue day podcast the o'brien family and the wide up football community thank you very much for your time today boots and hopefully we look forward to getting you on the show maybe for a little end of season review or something you know we're going to oh, look to get yeah. some we're going to look to get some people listening on the show. I know Boots really enjoys the show. I know he's enjoyed our recent interviews with Chopper Harris and Sean Wright Phillips and the upcoming interviews that are coming up. So, um, brilliant. Thank you very yeah, much doing indeed. A job, man. Doing a cracking job. Thank you very much. We are trying our very, very best. I hope everybody else is enjoying it as well. But for now, Boots, you know, I'm going to leave you to it. And uh, I'll um, thank you once again for coming on the show and take no, care. Too. Nice one, man. Take care, yourselves.
Yeah, so um, continuing on with the messages that we've uh, very kindly got, we've managed to get them from quite a few different places, family and friends of the O'Briens. Like I mentioned earlier, thank you very much to Paul Hicks for the kind message on Twitter as well. But um, just continuing on with the messages, and on a bit of a lighter note, we do have a few um, slightly uh, more humorous stories. There's one that was sent in very kindly to me earlier on today, by Lorraine Moody, somebody that I've known for many, many years and somebody that's obviously a very close personal friend of the O'Briens as well. And um, she sent me the following message. I first met Cole when I was about 11 years old. I was friends with his sister, Sammy. I spent a lot of time in their family home. Even back then, Cole was Chelsea mad and me, Palace mad. Uh, but it was years later where the where our banter started. He'd be the first to text me if Chelsea beat Palace and vice versa. The classic te- text that stands out most was when I was at Palace for a Boxing Day match. Freezing cold, snow and ice and the pitch had a terrible pooling over it. So I'd get a text off Cole and I'm thinking he's early with a joke. But all I could see on his text was Tara Pauline. So the two names, Tara Pauline. So I texted him back saying, who's Pauline? And he was taking the piss out of the terror Pauline on the pitch. And there's me asking, who the fuck's Pauline? I had to, I had to face him after that, after the game for Boxing Day dinner and I didn't hear the end of it. And he called me Pauline for quite a while after that. Always a good laugh with Cole from the moment you was in his company. He had plenty of banter and I miss that. And I miss him so much. Absolutely one of a kind, Lorraine Moody. So thank you very, very much for your story, Lorraine. It does sort of, it does, I can, I can actually picture that. Can you, Keith? Can you imagine te- texting somebody trying to say Tara Pauline and it's <laughs> like Tara Pauline? Bloody autocorrect. Can you imagine? Oh, <laughs> crazy. Just absolutely that, crazy. That is absolutely brilliant. But another couple that was sent in via um, James again, um, and this was courtesy of Mark Turpin, who gave a eulogy at Cole's funeral. And I know that they was—I don't think it's too big of a statement to say that they was best friends. They knew each other for many, many years, and as you'll know from these stories, they half got about together as well. So um, his his message is as follows. Words and me went to many European games over the years. Bruges 95 sticks out quite a lot when Wurzel had taken Janet's car to Belgium and got nicked for not having a ticket. Fans were rounding up and put into a police bus. Somehow, six foot five inch Wurzel managed to get into the fetal position under the back seats and stayed there for hours, missing the game and everything. He ends up in a bus garage where he can hear running water. He walks out of the bus garage to see some guys jet washing and just bids them a good morning. Janet eventually got her part got her car back no worries there are so many stories or even when we were in switzerland for an england friendly and our hotel room only had a double bed and he said i have a confession to make wurzel i said what's that he said i go commando he said that's all right so do i we ended up playing free car turnover for the only very small bathrobe in the room he won with me getting the towel eight years late eight years ago wurzel our mate chris Our daughter Chelsea and myself went to the World Club Championships in Japan. We were out there for nine days and we had a great trip. There we are, stood in the middle of Tokyo, Japan, and he says he fancied a ruby. He said he was sick of sushi, even though he'd only been living on Maki D's in KFC. So we were walking around central Tokyo and guess what? We find a curry house. It was disgusting, but he loved it. He had a knack of finding a curry house, whatever country we were in. He said the Japan trip was his favourite. Sadly, the big man would pass just four years later. And then final message, just a short one from Mark Turpin that pretty much does sum up Wurzel in one little story right here. And it's one more quickie. We were on a mock-up pirate ship. Yes, that is a mock-up pirate ship. 
on a lake near Mount Fuji. Now, you know it's going to be a good story when the first sentence where we were on a pirate ship next to Mount Fuji. <laughs> there was a group of Buddhist monks on board with us. So Wurzel went over and took some photos with him. But they seemed more curious of him. And there was all these monks having photos taken with him, bizarrely and hilariously. And I think that absolutely sums up Wurzel in a, in, in a story right there that he could be on a pirate ship in the shadow of Mount Fuji. And there's a load of monks there. And they're all more curious of him than he is of them. <laughs> I think it pretty much sums up his physical stature and his character and everything about, and personality and everything about the man. And yeah, obviously following England all over the world and being in Bruges in 95, I'm sure a lot of Chelsea fans from the last generation remember that. I know that my dad certainly does. That was absolutely mental out there. I think about 5,000 Chelsea fans got arrested. Um, but um, thank you so much, Lorraine and Mark and James and Sammy and Laura and everybody else that sent any messages, messages in. It's made the show so easy for us to do. All your words have kind of made it easy for us. So thank you very, very much. Uh, Warren, I hope you don't mind me sort of uh, cutting in. You mentioned to me off the show, um, actually, I think you mentioned to me last week while we was chatting about certain topics that... Obviously, you knew Carl, and you went to Chelsea games with Carl. Could you just sort of explain, like, sort of say to me, and also say yeah. to the listeners your memories? Of yeah, Carl? yeah. Because yeah, obviously, you you said on the top of the the show that you knew the family. You know, you were you were next door neighbours for crying out loud. So, could you just sort of you know to say a few memories yeah, that you have yeah. of Carl? And well, my my first. My first few Chelsea games, sort of, that were more towards the early 90s. Basically, what happened, I lived with my mum and dad and my sisters, people that I've mentioned before on the show, obviously, and we lived in a in a square of houses in Waddington. And we'd lived there for a number... My mum and dad had been there for about 10 years. I was probably about two or three at this point, and I, it was the only place I'd ever lived, obviously. And in next door, moved... Sam O'Brien. Now, we didn't know at the time that her brothers all happened to be Cole, Johnny, Jason and Marcus that I mentioned earlier, who happened to be people that my dad went to football with and had known from football. They wasn't necessarily like best, best mates, but they knew each other. They was acquaintances at Chelsea. Like I said, everybody knew Cole anyway, but so they was acquaintances. So obviously that was absolutely perfect. We had the corner of the square block of houses all done like we it was just the Chelsea corner because you had all the brothers you had the sister you had me my dad my mum my sisters if Chelsea scored my god did you know about it even if even if it was only the boys that were at football the women would be going just as mad it was a really really good place to live growing up and I believe that my first four or five Chelsea games, Cole was probably at two or three of them because my dad would have gone with him and taken the kids. And as we got older, like Jimmy O'Brien would have been there. Ryan would have been there, who's Sam's son. Um, I'm not sure if Holly, Sam's daughter, ever came. I think she would have been way too young. But I certainly remember Ryan being there, who was just a couple of years older than me. I grew up with Ryan. He was like my brother. You know, he was two. He was two and a half years older than me. 
ridiculously handsome, brilliant at football. It was just like having a really cool older brother, you know. And uh, I grew up and he looked out for me and, like, do you know what I mean? He was, like, when he turned 18 and I was 15, 16, he used to go down the shop and get us me beer for the weekend and that, do you know what I mean? It was... We had a real really strong relationship and then growing up from there obviously I've got a lot closer to Holly who's a couple of years younger than me um so like my connection with the family is extremely strong but Cole would have been there not that I especially remember him being there specifically because I was so young and so excited about going to football I wasn't necessarily considering who I was with obviously but for sure he was there at certain games that I went to when I sat on the benches in the west stand before it got torn down and I'm talking I'm talking early 90s now I'm talking 92 93 certainly remember a game around that time when he was there for sure I remember walking to the ground with me dad and Ryan and Cole and probably a few other people that I don't remember but yeah that was Chelsea Oldham I think one old Mick Harford scored a beauty but the shed uh, even the shed was still there I'm talking 92 93 or whatever the shed was still there so I never went in the shed because I was too young, but I went to the ground when it was there, <laughs> at least. So, yeah, um, they're kind of my my earliest memories of Cole would have been going like, something to do with football. And and then when I was going to because he used to when he lived with Sam, he used to live in the top. He was in the top floor, top floor of three. And then Ryan's bedroom was right below it. So we had to be really quiet from like half four in the afternoon until a certain time unless it was a Saturday which meant he was down the pub which meant we could have the music turned up and play the computer a bit louder and all the rest of it so my my main memory of Cole is having to be quiet funnily enough because he was upstairs sleeping because he got up at silly o'clock in the morning <laughs> so that's probably one of my main memories of Cole having that shh Warren you're so fucking loud man you wake up my uncle he's gonna go mad he gets up at like three o'clock in the morning for work <laughs> so like I remember a lot of that to be fair I do remember a lot of that but yeah just growing up living next door to the family in general really not just Cole but Sam and Ryan and Holly and like I mentioned earlier the silver fox that is Kevin O'Brien used to go around there a lot and her brothers and stuff and there was always I could always hear guns and roses going through the wall I could always like you know there was always plenty of drink going around there was always plenty of laughs it was absolutely fantastic um brilliant place to grow up brilliant people to grow up with like i've said there i'm still you know friends with the family to it always will be friends with the family and at a center a lot of that at, at the center of a lot of that was cole with his size his personality his presence his humor so but yeah um I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit now just because <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying so hard to do it to sort of like do injustice listeners because honestly do a little bit of research get on like I said I'm going to put the link in the description of his funeral so you can see all of the people that were there and there's like I said there's lots of details that we're not going to go into to do with um the situation and circumstances surrounding his death and stuff um so you know by all means check that out online it's pretty easy to find and you'll see the messages of you'll see the tribute messages and the messages of support and like i said this man has a plaque a permanent plaque in the shed end at chelsea do you know what i mean this is it isn't just somebody it's 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 not just somebody that we're talking about so highly because he happens to be like a personal friend of myself and a personal friend of chelsea and like you know his family are 
personal friends of the podcast almost now like do you know what I mean so it's very easy for us to talk about somebody that we happen to know and stuff but this is somebody that everybody knew this is somebody that everybody says the same thing about it's like I said you would never expect anybody to say anything bad about their best friend or their family member had died do you know what I mean we haven't said anything that you wouldn't expect us to say it's just the fact that these messages come from everywhere and everybody knew him not ev- everybody couldn't be wrong do you know what I mean so yeah. yeah, um thank you very, very much for again to the family. Thank you very, very much to Keith. I know that none of this is, you know, possible without Keith. Keith does all the editing and stuff and blah 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 and he's been brilliant for all of this. So I know that the family are extremely grateful to you, Keith, as 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 well as I am as well. Um you've helped make it everything that I wanted to make it. I know that I've probably stumbled my way through it quite a lot. It's been quite, um, it's been quite emotional. Usually, don't, I'm usually, I'm quite, you know, flowy, but today I know that I've been a bit stumbly because it's, it's, it's been hard You're to do. You're a hothead normally. Yeah, I'm a bit of a hothead, whereas <laughs> I'm not really, I'm feeling quite chilled today. But, um, no, it's been, it's been tough to do. And, you know, like I said, I don't really appreciate what they're going through, but I appreciate how hard it was for me to do this and how hard it was for me to hold it together throughout all of it. Um, but I've just about managed it. So, um, was there anything that you wanted to add, Keith? Um, on behalf of sort of my, me, Keith Lawrence, and the Blue Day podcast, I would like to express our gratitude to the O'Brien family for allowing us to yeah. speak about Carl on this particular platform for listeners, Joe Blogs, to listen, and you know maybe that they can think about their memories. Mm. about Carl, you know, the ones that may have met him on a pre-season tour at Chelsea, the ones that might ne- probably s- sat next to him while he yeah. was charting carefree for 45 minutes. You know, just general, normal people that yeah. would have known Carl and everyone comes together whenever the, his name is mentioned and everybody just thinks nice things about him, which yeah. I think tells a lot about the man himself. So, yeah, I, I just want to thank yourself, Warren, for firstly actually bringing the subject up to me a few weeks ago about it. You know, we've managed to get it turned around very, very quickly. Usually people will know that people that will know that ever do anything like this, that if we was to get like, for example, when we had the great Ron Chopper Harris on, it took weeks of mediating and arranging and sorting out it took ages of planning and we've managed to you know again a lot like a, a, you know part of the work was mine but a lot of the work has been Keith's to make sure that everything's ready and everything's ready to go to make sure it's edited and like put out on time and put out in the way that it should be and we've had many many lengthy discussions and debates about how it should be done and everything so for us to have got it done in such a short space of time as well you know a lot of massive gratitude to Keith for that because it wouldn't have been able to have got done without him so um we have done quite well with it so. <laughs> Warren shall we close up yeah yeah hashtag yeah. justice for justice for Carl hashtag justice for Carl remember that we will put that on our Instagram posts from now on on a consistent basis. We will put that on our Facebook posts as well to try and, and keep and Twitter. We will we will try and keep the hashtag going so people are still aware of it. Yeah, four years on, and hopefully justice can be served. Hopefully, yes. 
Um, My fellow Chelsea supporters, thank you very much for listening to this particular episode of the Blue Day podcast. I know for some it might be harder than others, especially for the ones that are part of this podcast. I appreciate the fact that it would have been hard as well to go back with the memory. So let's have Harry J and the All-Stars close the show for this one. The, The last one before Christmas as well. So for all of you, the Blue Day podcast supporters, we wish you a Merry Christmas wherever you are. Stay safe and carefree. Network.